0: The Garage Guys, NASCAR Race Recap presented by Hooters. I got Dale Tanhart with me who just finished one hell of a drive across the country. Um, probably found gold in between the drive from Vegas back to the heart of America in Mississippi. Um, Dale, did you find any gold? No,
1: the gold was found with Josh Barry at the Xfinity race in Vegas, but I'll tell you what, um, excuse my shitty audio for this episode. I'm using my my headphones, my Beats by Dale, and uh, I'm at my parents' house, so resources are are scarce right here. And it was a hell of a weekend, and yes, it was a hell of a drive, but it was worth it. I uh, had no idea where the Hoover Dam was until I pulled up on it. Beautiful scenery, mountains everywhere, ears popping like a motherfucker when elevation changes. You know what's the craziest thing, Chase? What's that? What's I that? I was looking at, I was looking at the maps, and like when I was driving back to Mississippi, and the city that I was driving to is Hattiesburg, and it said it says on the maps the elevation, and it said the elevation is like one hundred and seventy one feet, and it made me remember that there was a sign, and they are uh, around the Hoover Dam that said the elevation was around five thousand feet. I think that's what it said. I was like, holy shit. That is insane how high up it is compared to what we're used to. But yeah, yeah I just
0: want to point that out. Big ears pop status. Like there's just mountains galore mountains everywhere. So like literally even when you, we didn't think we were on a mountain, we were on a mountain.
1: Yeah. Like Las Vegas right here, 2001 feet elevation. Uh, where was that? It must've been Arizona. It must've been somewhere in Arizona. But it said, uh, Maybe it was by the because you drive by the route, take or took me by like the Grand Canyon, which I couldn't see it. But let's see, Grand Canyon, boom. This is Grand Canyon Village, doesn't give me elevation. Either way, crazy, just crazy. We had never been to Vegas before, so it was a hell of a time. And, and shout out to Hooters for helping us out. And that was the last race for Hooters in the Chase Elliott car. And, it's been a hell of a season. Really, really fun year with Hooters, Hooters Racing, and really thankful to have them on board with us.
0: Yeah, it was one of the best times, I would say. And and by the way, just before we even get any further, use promo code GARAGEGUYS right now when you go to Hooters. Whether you're dining in or you're getting it to go, it's just promo code Garage Guys. You can save $10 on any $30 or more order when you do to-go. That's from order.hooters.com or the Hooters app, and that offer is valid at participating locations for delivery and carryout orders only. And, Dale, you always talk about the, uh, the dine-in code, so I'll let you uh, give out those uh, terms and conditions.
1: Yeah, tell them Don and Dale sent you to your Hooters. Save $10 on any in-house order, $40 or more, Valid for food, non-alcoholic beverages, and merchandise. And the offer is redeemable at HOA locations. Hooters, tell them Dine and Del, sent you. And all you got to do is just tell your waitress about promo code Garage Guys. And you'll get $10 off any $40 order. Hooters, some, always hooking you up.
0: Yeah, some people say we are the Big Ten. Um, it's not even a football conference anymore. Or are, are a college conference. It's just us. We are the Big Ten, Garage Guys. Um, I do have a mouthful about vegas i have a lot to say about vegas about what i thought about vegas we we're there for two days i basically slept the the whole day that i got there the first time i didn't really do much exploring until like sunday night i went on like a, a solo excursion through the town you got to do a lot of exploring and um so i guess we can treat this kind of like good news bad news it's so it's like what would people want first the good news or the bad news
1: I don't know. Well, I like to get I like to get the bad out of the way.
0: That's just, maybe that's just me, but okay for well, me, but... I, I can go first.
1: Okay, go for it.
0: So i I have uh, and I told I talked to Dale about this when we we went out to eat on Sunday night after the race at a little barbecue joint, and the food was was pretty good. I'll I'll be honest there, but uh, it's a town of tricks. It's a town of tricks and gimmicks. And and that's really all there is for, for me to say about it. And if you want me to kind of elaborate on that, it's literally no more exciting than the, uh, I guess you would say it is like the, if you've ever been to Sandestin, Destin and Destin, Florida, they have like this strip in there that has like a bunch of shops and bars and things like that. And then like Bourbon Street kind of has, you know, strip clubs, bars. It's just like that, but with casinos, and then and so like the one thing that is good, I guess, is that uh, infrastructure rise, like getting around like on foot sucks because like they gate off the sidewalks. But they do that to keep like drunkards, you know, like tamed, which I think is a good thing because there would probably be a lot of people dead. And like more than there already are, because we also discussed that. Like, how many people do you think die here a day like in their hotel? A lot. Gotta be right. Like we we probably stayed in a room that someone died in. It doesn't matter how nice the hotel is. Like people be dying. Like that is a town right there that will will put the worst on you. It will put the work on you too. Because like when you when I got to the airport, when I got off of the airplane, I was just staring face to face with fucking slot machines instantly. Like in the waiting areas of the airport, there are just slot machines. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, like they don't give you a second to breathe. Like when you get off that plane, oh, it's it's game time. Then you get there. It kind of smells like uh like like SeaWorld, like Orlando, like somewhere like in Orlando. That's kind of old, but like it's still popping like it has like that 80s, like pool chlorine smell to it. That's like all of Vegas. The one thing that I will say was good. Was the fact that I got to smoke weed legally on the street. So that was cool. I went and checked out Planet 13, which is a dispensary there. And I can talk about this legally on the show uh, because I was in Nevada, a legal state for cannabis. And uh, it was one of the most incredible places I've ever visited in my life. Also found out that Mike Tyson has his own brand of uh, cannabis products, which was pretty cool. Uh, so Mike Tyson, the toad, the toad story he told on the, the Joe Rogan experience about how he did like uh, like lick the back of a toe. I think it was like psilocybin or ayahuasca, something like that. It can't be either. But I don't know what it is, but basically he tripped balls. He basically like named a strand of weed off that experience. So was probably one of the coolest places that I visited while I was there it was not a casino or a uh you know any any other gimmick or trick place. But I just I think I'm just gonna stick to sports betting. The sports books are cool. Like I I could definitely see myself chilling and and smoking a cigar in in the sports book of these casinos. But like when it comes to the floor, the tables and the slot machines, like it just doesn't really do it for me. It doesn't really get my dick hard, you know? Yeah the
1: casinos are kind of repetitive, I guess. Um I I I'm surprised that you you didn't like it as much i i get if you're not wanting to be a degenerate gambler and play table games that takes a little bit of appeal away but i definitely was mesmerized by the entire city i thought it was awesome and um really the underrated part like you you go to vegas you think about all the gambling and, and betting and all the legal i guess they call it escorts but it's like selling fucking prostitution to everybody on the street it's hilarious I can't believe that it's even legal, but it is out there. Um, the cool part is all the music, all the artists and bands that are there playing shows like every single weekend. Yeah, and like there's a sign like Wiz Khalifa was playing one night, Usher was playing one night. Uh, we I went and saw Katy Perry with a couple guys, buddy Matt Wishart. So I, I love that part of it. That's that's like. If you're not there to gamble, like there's always something to do where you can go see a show. And uh, that fucking guy, that's his is <laughs> Wayne. Yes, his plastic that's surgery true. fucked that's up true. face is everywhere. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? But it's some like I don't even know what show it is. is it Wayne fucking New- Magic
0: is his Wayne name. Wayne Newton. Way. Wayne Newton is his name. And I remember my grandmother talking about him years ago. Uh, because this guy is literally like fifty fucking years old or, or like way older than fifty. Like he's been there since the nineteen fifties is what I meant to say. But yeah, his plastic surgery bill has to be higher than than Michael Jackson's. Like guaranteed, dude. Like this man looks like if he sneezes, his face is gonna fall off. Like anything.
1: Okay, he's a he's a singer. Okay, he's a singer. He's uh-huh. a singer. I just looked it up. Yeah. Um and he Spotify is, page he's, for him though. He's
0: uh, on awesome. yeah.
1: He it, he was born in 1942, so he's 80. Okay, he's right at 80. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now he he was everywhere. You see, like the Penn and Teller signs. Like I don't give a fuck about those guys. I don't give like Who gives a shit? But apparently, they're all Vegas legends. But no, I loved it, and I I lost a good bit of change at the casinos, which is, I mean, that's I like to go play blackjack and roulette, and uh I get up and then I don't stop. Gamblers greed, you know. Uh, thank goodness for Josh Berry and Tyler Reddick and Man. Brian Robinson for the Washington Commanders, too, because we hit a the, the big number eight parlay that was given out exclusively on Dale Center. Crazy. It was a big one. It was like plus forty eight hundred very uh, top five Reddick to win the poll and Brian Robinson anytime touchdown. So I'm proud of that. And we hyped, I hyped up Josh Berry all week uh, when he was priced at ten to one. And then the books. Brought him down to 18 to one. And then I saw in Caesar's Sportsbook had him at twenty-two to one. And then he went out there and won, had a huge weekend because of him and Tyler Reddick even losing with Cup. Guys finishing second and third. But yeah, no, I mean it was it was Vegas, man. I um just walking around, I see why everybody has like their bachelor parties there. Like that's if I go back again, like that's what I want to do. Either that or I want to have like my fantasy football draft there. Uh, it's it's a cool fucking place if you have a lot of people with you that's for sure
0: yeah i will say that i do want to go back and but like there i have a list of things that i have to to do when i go back like for one i do want to mention too that I did love the scenery, the mountains, the mountains are fucking beautiful. Like I want to just like go hike those mountains one day. Like that is something I genuinely would do. Um, But to go back to Vegas for me, like I'm not going to say that like I'm never going back to Las Vegas, because even though it is a town of tricks and gimmicks, there are certain tricks and gimmicks, you know, that that can be pulled in Las Vegas, not getting uh, prostitutes. But um, I would love to just wear a suit and just go like, you know, go up there and just smoke a gar. I want to have like five to 10 grand to piss away, uh, that it doesn't matter if I lose or win anything from it. I feel like I would enjoy it a bit more with that. So that is something that's on the list. And that is something I feel like that is doable in my lifetime. Going to manifest that, you know, so we're going to make that happen. And then, uh, I would say that like, I definitely want to, uh, want to like stay, In one of the top rooms at the Mirage, like Elvis did when he had a residency there, you know, and uh, maybe smoke crack. Just kidding. I'm not going to smoke any crack. But if you wanted to, there's plenty of that out there. I saw like a a guy uh, trying to sell some uh, cocaine to a mother, a father and a toddler. So that literally happened. Also saw a woman uh, with cowgirl hats on wearing bikinis and underwear with whips. They whipped a guy carrying a baby with a tula. That happened too. If you don't know what a tula is, it's just one of those baby carriers for your chest. So I did see that happen. It was pretty. There were guys,
1: like the funniest thing to me out of everything, there were guys just like randomly on the sidewalk with a with just like a cooler full of like Corona light, just selling coronas out of their fucking cooler like that to me was the funny yeah dude there's a group i don't um i don't know what part it was we were walking to the conrad for that concert it was probably next to like the venetian or something there's a fucking dude with just a big cooler of corona light just sell it just yelling corona light right here 10 bucks or something i'm like dude you got nothing else to fucking like nothing else better to do you just coming out here, just selling beer. Hey, dude, there's no I way. Like, like, I don't know. I would think that that's not legal, but, you know, so whatever. I, everything is legal out
0: there, apparently. Uh, um, not bothering ask, people, though. That's not legal. I did see, like, a homeless man trying to dance with a dog, and he got arrested, and he was screaming at the cops about Yeah, uh, there's
1: a lot of homeless people out there.
0: Yeah. I guess away from the the turn, the tricks and the gimmicks. So I guess we can talk about the actual race that really we kind of got tricked and gimmicked um, on the Cup Series Sunday. But uh, Saturday was fucking great, man, because like when you told me about Josh Berry's odds, like I was kind of shocked because like I didn't bet on Xfinity this week. And, you know, I, I rarely do. Like, I'll be honest, like I barely bet or do I'll do like a single entry DFS lineup here and there. It's uh, and I know it's kind of a shame, you know, for me to say that. But when you told me about his odds, I was mind blown because of the performance that he put up last year. And it really just shook me. So when you told me you had him to win, like in my mind, I was just already like Josh Berry's already won this race. Like, that's that's easy. Because if they sleep on him that hard, he's definitely going to win. So, I think yeah. it's amazing that you you made that call and you got to get that to everybody, you know.
1: Yeah, I I'd rode him quite a bit, even through some of his struggles over the past couple of months, just because he's been just undervalued as Noah Gregson and Justin Allgaier and Ty Gibbs have kind of run away with this championship race. And A.J. Allmendinger, throw him in there, too. And now Josh Berry's the first guy to to clinch a spot in the championship four. So he's locked in the race for a championship now at Phoenix. But no, I mean, the issue with Xfinity series betting and we see more and more about it. It's the reason why I coined the phrase, not a sport, Finity. And now I I, I said, it's totally a sport. It's 100% a sport, super mega sport. (laughs) But there are some people that still say not a sport, no matter what. And, The big reason behind that is because the odds typically suck. Like the books have figured it out that there's uh, usually four to six guys that can win. And then there's everybody else. That's just not even close. So Noah Gregson and Ty Gibbs are plus 200 plus 300 every week. And that sucks. Like uh, Spurs, Ted Lasso in the discord is just basically calling it formula one. And now everybody's calling it F one odds. And uh, we had, we had mentioned that on Dale center a while back, but, To find a very talented driver and race team at that price, even, I mean, 10 to 1 to open the week, but 18 to 1 on most books and 22 to 1 on Caesars, that's crazy. It was was basically a double down opportunity for me. So, yeah, no, that was great. And Reddit getting the poll was huge too. Shout out to Han Yolo. We got to nail that one together. He's been working his ass off on on the qualifying projections based on sister style racetracks and and uh, doing a hell of a job. So yeah, we nailed that one too. Saturday was a great day.
0: And, yeah, it uh, was.
1: Sunday sucked.
0: Yeah, Han Yolo uh, has been killing it. I've been you know seeing everything that he's doing since he's been on the Garage Guys team, and it's been fucking amazing to watch. Like he's got us like cool graphics and stuff now. Like he's making like like track data. Like I do big track data, you know, for fun. He does big track data in real life. Like he's like making these these graphics and things, putting them out there on Twitter. If you don't follow him, go do that right now. It's at Han Yolo H A H N Y Zero Uh L Zero. Yeah. That's it. Sorry. Had a had a moment. Um, Y O L Zero,
1: right? Or Y Zero L Zero. I don't know. Like
0: YOLO, but like with set of O's.
1: Yeah, he's on the Garage. You can look at our website, GarageGuysFantasySports.com, and find him, along with Derek Yoder, who will have an article out this week, and Greg Mathern, always killing it, and Cody Zeeve, who's been killing it on the Xfinity Series side, too. He also had Josh Berry, so kudos to him. Shout out to everybody. Everybody's doing a hell of a job, man. The website is excellent right now. I'm really fucking proud of that.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's been great. There's just been a lot of good stuff coming out with the DFS and the betting side of things. Um, of course, I've been focusing a little more efforts to just the uh, the the BWB and the entertainment show, which, by the way, uh, retired NASCAR driver uh, Kip Richards will be joining me this week. He uh, might be remembered uh, from NASCAR Thunder 2002 as the most notorious driver that everyone in the field hated for his antics on and off the track so definitely be on alert for that that's Kip Richards from Respaceville Alaska the only Alaskan NASCAR driver that ever lived uh so that's going to be a great episode make sure Can't you wait. tune in yeah going to be a fun one um so aside from that let's go let's talk cop So, obviously, we had a lot of things going on with Hooters this weekend. Uh, It was always great to, you know, it's always a good time. The three races that we had this year, Hooters just does the most for us, and we've already spoken highly of that. Can't wait for 2023 and beyond. Um, There were a lot of people at this race. Uh, One that you and I found out after the fact that you found out first then told me, and I was probably just as upset as you were. Vince Vaughn. Vince fucking Vaughn was uh, talking to Noah Graxon at the race i saw that on a photo on instagram today and i was just like jesus man like how did we miss this guy dude that
1: is that's always the worst when you're down there you're around a lot of these people like on the grid and then you look after the race and you see the pictures of them and you're like how the fuck did i not see them
0: sad uh which
1: i i known we had known Devonte adams was there and we had like just missed him like in the media center and stuff love Devonte adams and i love vince vaughn and Uh, NASCAR has done a great job this year Bringing a lot of celebrities and high profile people To the track and there was no shortage of that At this race either And uh, it was a great race Aside from the betting Vegas has put on a great show In 2022 and that's just A product of this race car uh, A product of what it has given us On these mile and a half racetracks We we know how awesome the Coca-Cola 600 Was, Fontana And Vegas was no different either race this year and it came down came down to uh what two laps to go, a couple yeah. laps to go past. It, it was sucks, but it was still exciting.
0: Yeah, one of the most beautiful losses that I can say that I ever got to witness firsthand um we you and i were both on chastain we were both on true x which in for a moment true x was up there dude it was kind of
1: yeah dude he, he was he was but he was typical Truex. just loves yeah. to lose you know i know love I mean? how
0: you tagged him i saw your post on instagram i love how you tagged him as like the turd on the food yeah picture. <laughs> <And>
1: that <laughs> Katy perry show was like it really was pretty similar to like an acid trip and yeah she had like this you gotta just check out my Instagram at Dale Tanar, but she had like this one scene where there was like a toilet and a a massive shit turd was like talking to her, and I like tagged. Uh, I had like a picture of it from the show, and I tagged the turd as Martin Truex Jr. because he deserves it as always, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and I not I also had Kyle Bush again, and he he finished third, so oh. I, I had second and third, which bummer. But
0: what? How crazy you know? was that? fucking kyle he goes from like like spinning himself out and you're thinking up oh, typical kyle in 2022 and then he just comes up and just finishes that race like he's done that two weeks in a row now Like he finished uh, what, what did he finish at the roval he was like up in the top five wasn't he
1: i think so yeah i think he finished third i think he finished third third or fourth but at enough. the end of the day and we're gonna wait for the big storyline to at the end of this. And we're oh, I, I got a lot I want to say about the bubble Kyle Larson thing. By the way, because I'm sure people have been listening. Like, all right, come on, where the fuck is it? But you know, the, the deal with Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, just great, great uh, strategy calls. I, I think they had pitted with 20 to go. Like they had already lost all their track position, time. had pressure tires, and just just ran through the field. Just ran through the field really quickly and. And uh, credit to Paul Wolf and and Ben Be sure for those amazing calls to get them up at the front at the end of the race when Joey had Joey Joey and Ryan Blaney brought the two fastest cars in Kansas and Blaney obviously had his bad luck and crashed out. Her. Joey also had a rocket ship, an absolute rocket ship, and I was just watching when he was carving through the field with like twelve to go. I was getting nervous, getting nervous, and I was sitting there. Like fuck, Chase Briscoe! Please, you you've done so many good things for me this year. Just block him as long as you can, and it just wasn't enough. So, just pitch strategy won that one.
0: He uh, but I will say this: like Joey was running one of the most incredible lines that I've ever watched. Like just the way that he would come like up by the wall, coming out of turn three, and then dip down low and like it was like the edge of like one of the turns and I'm trying to think of the terminology and you may be able to help me here, but like, it's just like, it's not a turn, but it's kind of like a, a, a little like dip. And he would just cut right under the white line and he would just make it a straight line run, like into turn one. It was just one of the mo- more beautiful things. It was art. It was literally watching art on the track. And I knew when I was seeing Chastain up front and, and Joey was probably like maybe three or four car lengths behind him. I just knew in that moment, I didn't want to say, cause you know, I'm, I'm one of those people where like, if you speak it, it's going to be real. And then like, I want to just go be alone. And I don't know if you can remember, but like you had said something when we were in the Hooters suite and I just got up and like walked to be by myself into a chair. And it's just, I think it was, you had said something that I didn't like and I was just like, I'm moving now. Going, wait, wait,
1: when we were, when we were in the suite or the, yeah, when we, were,
0: we were in the suite, you had said something about one of the drivers that like I, I had or something like that. And I think you might've had him too, but like you just said it. And in that moment I was like, I have to move now. I was like, I, I don't remember that.
1: Me. I don't remember that. I don't know yeah. who that would have well, but I, I'm always that guy that when I see the bad news coming, I'm always like, dude,
0: yeah, fuck. You, like you we speak- might
1: be in trouble. In yeah. the back
0: of my head, I'm just like, gonna go every time, dude. Yeah.
1: Like because it's 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 that situation, like it's the eye test thing. It's like I've seen this story play out a million times, right? Like over the last 20 years of my life, 25 years watching NASCAR, like uh, I could see it and, and many times I've tried not to speak it. Like it's hard. Uh, after after Bristol Dirt, okay, Bristol Dirt was the big one because we had Reddick and I, I didn't have Kyle Bush. And with when we were getting ready to restart, Chase Briscoe was in like seventh place with only a few laps to go. And I remember telling you, I was like, man, the 14, I'm telling you, I'm worried about him. And after that happened, after I manifested that horrific fucking betting tragedy, Good job, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to stay quiet on this. You know, I think I remember what it was though. I think that was when Suarez spun out. That, that was the only
0: thing I could have. Uh, that that it it could have been yeah he was in position yeah that yeah that's when it was because like I had I had a lineup that was winning like I was in like like fourth or third place and I needed like maybe like Justin Haley to gain a position or two and I would have taken down like the the one dollar happy hour I'd have made I'd have turned like a dollar into a grand and Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. I wasn't going to say anything about it. Like that was like, like if you don't hear me talking about my DFS lineups when we're like, hanging you're up, close. Yeah. You're yeah. Close. I'm like, fuck. Okay. Like we're here. And, um, and so it was a great day, dude. And then when Suarez spun, it was just like, it went to kind of went to shit, but yeah, like uh, it, it just, it was amazing though, to watch Joey do what he did and how he carved and it, it just kind of made you remember like, okay, like Joey Logano is still a, a contender and he's still here in this. Cause like, I feel like, especially this year for me, like I've definitely had my times where I bet on him, which I think the only time that I've hit on Logano this year was gateway. If I'm not mistaken, I think no, and- we, we,
1: we yeah. both, we both, ha- we both had him at the clash
0: too. Oh yeah. We had him at the clash and gateway. And then, yeah, I was the only one that had Kyle. So like even though like I forgot that I bet on Kyle Bush in the moment because of just how horrendous it was for Red Dog. And like so, I mean that still happened. It was like whatever. But like there's these just some of these powerhouse guys that have been around. Like you just kind of forget about them sometimes. And like we were betting on these other people. And then like it was just one of those moments. It made me kind of wake up and realize, like, okay, like Well, here's you, the
1: thing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: I was just gonna say like, ahead of Joey's got a Joey's got a shot at Homestead. Like, I mean, he's, he's won a championship there before. I don't see why he couldn't just, you know, punch it out.
1: Well, and and just the speed they had, man. I mean, like I said earlier, they, the 22 and the 12 were the fastest cars there. And I think Bubba Wallace had the next fastest car. Uh, And we didn't get to see the full potential of his obviously, but I was just surprised because team Penske hasn't been the best on the mile and a half since 2022. And I really tried to stick with that. Um, the, the big indicator, I wouldn't say uh, – in years past, I would have said this, but uh, all in all, Vegas has been a great track for Team Penske over the past few years. Like, Joey Logano's won a, a few times with that damn Pennzoil paint scheme. I feel like every time they put that on, he's at Vegas and he fucking wins. And, um, yeah, no, he had a rocket ship. The, the main thing – that separated those two guys from everybody else as the tires wear and we saw this in the xfinity race too everybody goes up towards the wall you know it starts rim riding as the tires get older mm-hmm. the 12 and the 22 in long runs could still run the bottom and pass people and when they were doing that early in the race i was like holy fuck! they're gonna be they're gonna be tough to beat like if with the tire wear if you're still able to be able to dive it into the corner without ruining your exit, that's that's an incredibly uh, that's that's just an incredible characteristic of a race car that is tough to beat. And especially with Ryan Blaney, he was unbelievable. And you know, I was just I was just surprised Penske was that good. Really, I, I really was. And uh, mm-hmm. we thought we both thought Trackhouse would be good, obviously, because we both we both had Chastain. You had Daniel Suarez. And, man, man, I I still haven't gone to watch the replay because I was so salty about it. But Ross gives up the lead with, like, two or three to go, and that was it. But we got to look forward to Miami, man. Miami's going to be another fun one.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm going to go ahead and just come out and say that I'm probably going to be on a Penske driver for Homestead. Um, I just feel like his time is coming. Blaney? uh, I don't think it's hard to – yeah, Maybe. I don't think it's hard to guess. Uh, I, I'm not. It's not going to be. Um, it's not going to be Austin Cindric. I'll say that. Um, Just remember this, Chase. I, I said this at the beginning of the year, and it has proven to be true
1: all year long. Well, actually, the All Star race is the exception. Um, but that doesn't count as a points win technically. Ryan Blaney never wins when he has the best car. Like, find me a race where Ryan Blaney fucking won when he had the best car. And this weekend was another example of him having the best car and not winning. And I just don't understand why that is, but I mean, just go back and look at all the times, all the laps he's led at like Texas and Martinsville and Phoenix and, uh, even gateway earlier this year. I think he had the best car.
0: The books have to sleep. The books have to sleep on Ryan for him to win is what you're saying. Yeah.
1: He basically pops up and wins in the, in the, Sometimes in the least expected ways, and then other times he's just kind of lingering around and, and gets it done. But, yeah, it, it's been that kind of year. It's been that kind of year for them, and they still have a good shot to get in the championship for. All you got to do is win one of these next two races, and you're in. So True. it'll be interesting, but I um Las Vegas is cool. We really didn't talk about the track itself outside of the racing product, but love it. good. Love yeah, great facility. Great facility. Loved it. Media Center super nice. The fan interaction areas are cool um uh, i definitely would go back 110 percent.
0: yeah we'll be back that is my favorite out west track i will say that like that has been dubbed favorite west track even though it is the only track out west that we have been to that was not conjured in the middle of a football field um, dude the
1: clash yeah the clash is about a hundred billion times cooler but oh yeah technically not an actual racetrack facility
0: yeah, yeah, not not a real track. He's not a real sport, not a real track. The good thing about you saying that Nasfinity is not a sport is that it doesn't really matter because it makes money. Is Nasfinity a bank? No,
1: that so I, I, I've changed my mind based off of if I win, yeah. if I start losing again, then I'm like, it's not a sport,
0: right? You can so like, yeah, arm.
1: right now, cup racing cup racing is not a sport, cup qualifying, sport, Nasfinity, sport, trucks, you remember, sport,
0: you reap racing is not a sport. Everybody is saying that that Nasfinity wasn't a sport, and like that, I'm, I'm I can't I can't have that being because like, like I mean it doesn't matter if it's a sport anybody else or not. I'm gonna bet on it. It's a bank, and uh, sometimes you win. It's stocks. It's NAS stonks. That's what it is. Okay. Sometimes you eat shit in the market. Sometimes you fly high. Um, you I'm gonna know, change I'm not it a to broker.
1: I'm gonna change it to Tasfinity. Tasfinity, totally a sport finity.
0: <laughs> That's what.
1: And that's you know I don't know if you noticed this on my betting card for the first time ever I put that I put totally a sport because usually I have not a sport on there and on my actual betting card I posted I put totally a sport and the gods paid me they're like okay he he recognized us as a legitimate competition so reward him with Josh Berry finally getting the dub
0: call me call good karma me. it's good karma it is it is you can call me Jim Kramer. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be betting on uh I'm gonna be uh, investing in NASCARs, so if there it's not go. sport that's what it is. Like I'm about to start up Mad Money for NASCAR. I got a lot of ideas for some different betting shows that you and I need to participate in uh, with Dale Center or aside from Dale Center. Like we got Sunday Service. Like we just make church for betting, be totally sacrilegious. <laughs> but that's what I want to do. Like I want to go. Dude,
1: that is a great idea. Yeah, Holy dude.
0: shit! I've been talking. Have we
1: actually? Discord?
0: How have you not seen it,
1: dude? I I I'm not gonna lie. I've been pretty displaced or disconnected from the Discord recently. It's just so much. It's good. It's gotten so big, man.
0: Like busy, and I I, every
1: it. time I get on there, in the NASCAR chat, it all chats have a bunch of messages, but the NASCAR chat has i mean it's like a million new messages and i've i just like i can't I just don't have time to scroll through it and i'm just like holy shit yeah. this has gotten way bigger than i ever imagined and i, I love everybody for it but yeah. that's kind of why i've been a little disconnected
0: well just to to back up on it i know everybody's like Bubba, kyle like, we're gonna get there but you have to hear about this if you haven't heard about it because i don't think i've talked to you about it in person so essentially like what we're gonna do is like it'd be like righteous gemstones kind of, which is a great show. Danny McBride. Shout out to the man. Um, But yeah, I was in the Halloween store the other day, and they had, like, a Pope outfit and everything. I was like, you know, we could totally go, like, get, like, some altar boys to have some tips, you know, for what's happening, or we could just go full out, like, you know, Southern Baptist slash Pentecostal style, and just be yelling, yelling about it, like, raising up picks, you know, from the the dead, like, giving them the... Yeah, like, but...
1: but The tongue talking from Borat, oh yeah, for NASCAR dude. fix? thousand percent, yeah, yes. bro. Yeah, so oh my this god, this is something that needs
0: good. to come. This is something that needs to happen in uh in 2023. So I'm gonna get my uh my suit ready, and uh me and you will get to work, and uh that that's I love that idea. Yes, yeah, so we had like that, and then we have NASCAR. We have a lot of cool things that are brewing up and go- going into 2023, especially with me getting fiber optic internet, a dedicated line of it, like my own server. Yeah, you guys have no idea what's coming. Like I don't have to share this internet with nobody. It's going to be great. So, a lot of good things. Exciting.
1: Very exciting.
0: Yes. So, let's talk Bubba and Kyle. Let's talk about the news of the week. Uh it was I was actually taking a shit when all this happened. You were in the media center and <laughs> I uh I I was in the media center shitter while you were in the media. I just heard everybody go, Oh, and then that's when I was like, something happened. I pull up my phone on Twitter and then everybody that is tweeting like Bob and and like Jenna Fryer and all them, like they're like, like just footsteps away from me. And uh, I have to wait on them to tweet about it to see. So I didn't get to do it. Like in the moment you were there in the moment that it went down. Take us through that experience
1: yeah it was wild it was uh the media center definitely went crazy uh some of the reporters started scrambling because they were like we got to get to the infield care center asap to get his you know talk to bubba and kyle um yeah everybody just kind of erupted and people were just shocked and i know i was i had took like one little video where i was just like jaw drop i was probably jaw dropped for about five uh maybe not five minutes but a couple minutes pretty wild scene and i just got to say man it's just it's so there's a lot of varying opinions about it is it is it good for the sport is it bad for the sport like the shoving and everything i don't give a fuck about the shoving i want to start out with that um i think if you are upset about bubba shoving kyle either a you're really really soft b you're a kyle Larson diehard fan or see all of the above, uh, because NASCAR has, I mean we we've had situations like this happen throughout the entire history of the sport with guys shoving each other and and getting into it physically. It happens. It happens pretty and now more so often than ever. Uh, with Ty Gibbs and Sam Mayer, I mean Denny Hamlin's been in quite a few scuffles, and uh, especially with this playoff format, it's it's certainly changed the the peak of of drama so i don't care about the shoving thing at all and i don't think it it should have bared any consequences when it comes to a penalty and nascar even said like nope what happened after doesn't have anything to do with it nascar has shown us at least over the past decade and a half they really don't care about the pushing and shoving if ty gibbs can punch someone else in the face seven or eight times and not get suspended, NASCAR has set the tone that they are cool with it. So fun. that's the first things first. And I see on Twitter a lot of people that are just going after Bubba, and of course, it's Bubba Wallace. Like people go out of the way to go after him because because he's black. Uh, should be on. Yeah, yeah, partially that, and partially just because of the of all the the, the Black Lives Matter stuff and everything that happened. Uh, with, you know, the, the bullshit news thing, everybody wants to just constantly bring that back up. And it's it's ridiculous. But um, and he, he's just the sum of that is he's always he's always subject to, cri- to criticism, no matter what he does. And you just cannot be that person that loved when Kevin Harvick did shit like this all the time in the mid 2000s. Kevin Harvick was a menace, dude, an absolute menace in uh, post-race incidents back in the day. And we loved it. Uh, uh, Jeff Gordon's Jeff Gordon's had his, his share of it with Rusty Wallace in the late 90s, early 2000s, especially with Brad Keselowski in 2014, Matt Kenseth in 2006. You can't be that guy that loved it when they did it, but now you hate it when Bubba does it because sure. you're saying everything's okay until Bubba Wallace does it. And if you're one of those people, you're a fucking idiot, straight up. Hypocrite. So... Yeah, you're a hypocrite. You're an absolute hypocrite. Uh, and, and beside all that, or considering all that, whatever, the the on-track incident was terrible and, and, is, and 100% warrants a suspension. I think NASCAR made the right call. I just wish we could be more consistent because there's been other past incidents and a couple in 2022 where somebody right-hooked a driver into the wall and they, they weren't penalized hardly anything. So NASCAR made the right call here. This just needs to be the standard. And I want to get your thoughts before I've got some more thoughts on this, but uh, I'll go on and on and on without letting you get a word. So that's what my opening thoughts on the situation.
0: Well, me and you don't veer too far away from it. I mean, my main takeaway was obviously for one, when I was tweeting about what happened, it was like, you know, I was on the shitter and I was trying to figure out like, okay, what, what just went down once I read everything. The one thing I will say is that with the shoving and stuff, I like that. I always like a good fight, you know, like that's really one of the more exciting things. Like when I watch hockey, like I enjoy watching some hockey, but, you know, I'm really just kind of waiting on that fight. And so the fact that like, you know, NASCAR being like hockey, they allow that to happen. That's just something that we really had in the Winston era, obviously. So, of course, I tweet out, you know, let's be real, though, Bubba bringing Winston back. And I tweeted that and a lot of people liked it. And then I started kind of like getting the tweets about like, yeah, but like because of what he did. And then when I check out the on the, you know, what happened on the track, I mean, it's just he he went into a fit of rage and it was not a smart thing for him to do in the car. And I mean, everybody on Twitter, like I tweeted about it today, about how it was just like, you know, they issued the suspension. What are your thoughts on it? And there's a lot of people that are saying like, you know, he shouldn't have done that because these cars aren't that safe. Well, let's be real. These cars are a lot safer than they used to be. However, we have had some issues with some safety components as far as the people, you know, the drivers getting concussions. So I get that much. There's always going to be a level of danger when it comes to this sport. And it's because of the high speed driving and the drivers understand that, know that risk. However, purposely trying to do something Uh, just out of anger, and maybe you know, you can try to defend what Bubba did or not defend what Bubba did. The fact of the matter is, is they go through strenuous safety training, they understand the do's and the don'ts. We were getting aggravated at Ty Gibbs for like shoving people on pit road a couple of weeks ago,
1: and that that should have been a
0: suspension, I think. But yeah, and it wasn't, but like you've got a guy now, whether I mean. Whether it was on a straightaway or in a turn, he intentionally wrecked another driver. And in the top level of, of the sport, I feel like any time that anyone has ever intentionally wrecked someone, they usually will get like what black flagged or, you know, and, and there wasn't really any justifying that that was not intentional. So. That was an intentional wreck, and he deserves to get a suspension for that, because I'm pretty sure that's a part of the rules that you can't just go out there and intentionally wreck somebody.
1: So, yeah, that, that is correct. That is actually in the, the rule book. But not only that,
0: uh, I want to I add this: Not only did he do that, and, and you'll never really hear me taking up for this guy much, but that also that, that incident had an implication on a fellow Toyota racing driver that is in the playoffs, and that's Chris Bell. And Chris Bell's day is pretty much shot because of that. And I guess kind of getting caught up around that or whatever had happened from it, but his day went to shit because of that too. So not only do you have a Toyota driver that is driving a car for owner points, uh, wreck, you know, wreck out of it when he had one of the fastest cars in the field, but he also took out another contender for the Toyota camp in the playoffs. It definitely deserved what he got. Now, people are gonna gonna debate all day long about what, what the suspension wasn't enough or this and that and that da, da, da. He got a suspension. He's not getting to do his job for an entire day. That's like you fucking up at work and they send you home and you miss out on money. He might not miss out on money, but he loves to race. and when you take that away from him and and it's gonna make him realize like, okay, I can't be doing this. I gotta get a hold of my shit. And, you know, whatever happens between him and Kyle, whatever said, I feel like there was some tension there just from past interviews and things that I've seen because of like all the shit that Kyle had went through a couple years ago and for him saying what he said on the live stream. So you're going to have that race war type deal going on with these two Las Vegas Motor Speedway is already marketing it to get people ready for the next race because that's what sells. And I think Claire B. Lang had tweeted that out. And it's the truth. People are going to use that to market shit, but then there's also suspensions. There's just a lot of ifs and ands and buts and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I think what needed to be done was done, and that's really all I have to say about it.
1: I don't think the race thing actually has anything to do with it. I'm okay. not inside Bubba Wallace's is, head. I don't. I don't have like. I don't know for sure, but I. I don't think so. I think he was just really fucking pissed
0: because. Okay. No. 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 no, no. Like I he... don't want you to get this mixed up. I wasn't saying that. It is him because of the race thing. That's why that was done. I was saying people are making it that way. Oh,
1: they're going to use that tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, I did mishear you. I did mishear you. Sorry. Um. No, you're good. You're good. So I think Bubble was was the reaction. The re- the retaliation was he was just re- he thought he was raced poorly and he he was Kyle Larson messed up. No question about it. Um, but it never warrants a retaliation in that manner. And I have so many thoughts on this. I know Christopher Bell was collected, and that's a big deal for the playoffs. I don't think that necessarily should have implications on the penalty. Um, I think the penalty needs to be black or white. And in this case, uh, the severity of the crash should not dictate the severity of the penalty. I think the penalty should be consistent with the driver's intent, and the manner in which the intent was delivered. In this case, the intent was to wreck Kyle Larson in retaliation. And the manner in which he did it was the most dangerous, possible the the, the absolute no-no of stock car oval racing, which is a hook to the right rear of a race car. You're basically hitting the most sensitive part of the car when it comes to having no control of what's going to happen next if you're the victim. And when you right rear hook somebody on a left turn oval, it's the absolute worst thing you could do. And back in the late 90s, and even throughout just motorsports history, but in NASCAR and stock car racing in particular, the wrecks where drivers would go uh, backside and driver door into a wall that was like the the number one way that would kill drivers all the time. And you just cannot do that. You just cannot do that in stock car racing. And Carson Hosovar did it earlier this year. I don't even know if he got penalized for it. And he should have been suspended. Noah Gragson did it on a road course, a little bit different, but the intent was still to blatantly wreck somebody. You should should be suspended. Um, But with all this being said, The penalty needs to be consistent, and I have a good comparison uh, that NASCAR could use, I think. So bear with me here. The targeting rule in college football. The targeting rule in college football is one of the most poorly officiated rules in the history of sports. But the written letter of the law, the precedent behind the rule, makes sense. And I think could make a ton of sense on the NASCAR side. And let me explain. Targeting is basically defined as excessive or unnecessary contact to the head or neck area of a player, and that's uh, beyond the game at that point. It's the most dangerous act you can perform in a football game. In my opinion, the most dangerous act you can perform in a NASCAR race is hooking the right rear of a race car on a left turn oval. So what happens when you get a targeting penalty in college football. As I've said, can't reiterate enough, the rule is poorly officiated, right? But when you get a targeting call, the player is ejected, and if he's ejected in the second half of a game, he has to miss the first half of the next game. He's ejected in the first half of of the game, he misses the rest of the game. You essentially miss a full game of football when you get a targeting penalty. I think the same should be said with NASCAR. If you perform the most dangerous act possible in the sport, which I think and I think many people would agree and drivers would agree, is a right rear hook on a left turn oval, you should be suspended for a race immediately at the minimum. If your car survives, you should be parked for the rest of the race and suspended for the next one. You just cannot do that. And this rule would work for NASCAR more so than college football and even like NFL football. The reason why it's so poorly officiated in their sports is because you're leaving a judgment call to a, to a referee who's got to make it in like fucking five seconds. Right. And you always don't have all the correct angles. So with NASCAR, you, you the penalty was released two days after it happened and you don't have to make the call immediately. They can watch replays for five, 10, 20, 30 minutes and then park them. So, I think as shitty as that rule is officiated in college football, that is something that I think could be black and white in NASCAR and can set a tone that will prevent this from happening in the future. Because to add another layer on this, if you're going to take points and money away from drivers, that's not going to do shit. Because in NASCAR's 2022 playoff format, points matter less than ever in the history of the sport. And that's because you can win a race and eliminate points mattering. Because wins mean more. Wins automatically advance you. You can win races to make points not matter. And, I mean, these guys these guys make good money, I, I think is a good assumption. So the money, a $50,000 fine, isn't going to teach anybody anything either, in my opinion. So you want to set the tone when these guys intentionally wreck people like this in the most dangerous fashion, the most dangerous manner possible. you got to suspend them. You have to suspend these guys when you're – Performing the most dangerous act possible in stock car racing. That's my whole take on this. I think all when you look at the past, look at incidents in the past, uh, Kyle Busch, 2011 with Ron Hornaday, should have been suspended, and he was. Uh, Carl Edwards, I think in 2008 or 2009, blatantly wrecked Brad Keselowski coming to the line, right rear hooked him into the wall, and he had a vicious crash, did not get suspended. 2012, Jeff Gordon did it to Clint Boyer at Phoenix. Did not get suspended. Matt Kenseth in 2015 with Joey Logano. Wasn't a right rear hook, but it was a fucking blatant, dirty crash. Just full throttle didn't lift into a corner in Martinsville. He did get suspended. 2022, Gregson, Hosvar don't get suspended. This rule is so fucking inconsistent, and we have an opportunity now to make it consistent. Think about the targeting thing. I think it makes perfect sense. Um... And there's a way we can make this black and white, in in, in my opinion. And I think these all, every single one I just said, all of them warrant suspensions when you perform a dangerous act on the racetrack like we saw on Sunday. I
0: I agree with what you're saying. One thing that I do have to ask, though, is what do you do in the situations like pack racing at some super speedways? Like, let's say... You got a guy that is uh, lined up, stacked up, or whatever, and he's trying to go in, and he's just doing his thing, and he gets bumped from the back, and maybe he's like turning out in that in that area, and then he ends up turning someone like that in that area. Is that considered intentional? Or... No,
1: that's that's always that's always visibly. You can usually visibly tell that that's incidental. Right. Uh, one instance I can think of. 2009 Daytona 500 Dale Jr. did it to Brian. Brian Vickers made kind of an aggressive block on him Mm -hmm. and Dale Jr. just came up and he hooked him on the left rear, but it caused a a, a pretty bad crash.
0: So that means Um, there would have to be some kind of predetermining factor as to what would make it intentional. Like somebody would have had to do something for that driver to do it.
1: The the Uh, intentional part.
0: I'm just saying that I feel like there's a lot of be there
1: no 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 it's the the intentional part wouldn't have to be something written like like finding out if it's an intentional you can tell if like that's my thing there's not a gray area when you clearly turn and right hook somebody on purpose yeah i think
0: or if you just read somebody in general like like you just do something that there's no way that it's like it's not started by like just general racing. Like they go out of their way to wreck right. one regardless of what area it's in on the car. And I feel like, I feel like that's where you could get kind of touchy with a specific area of the car. Like if they just go out of their way to just hit somebody and like, it's very noticeable, then that should be where that penalty is issued regardless of what area of the car it's on.
1: The, the issue is it's not as dangerous to spin somebody to the inside. Because you have all that. You have grassy area. Like, the intent still is there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's inexcusable to wreck somebody in the way that Bubba Wallace wrecked Larson. Because that's potentially life-threatening. Yeah. That's fully – like, and as I said, I don't think – like, I don't think that the severity of the crash should impact the severity of the penalty. To me, it should be just about the driver's intent and yeah. the manner in which he carried it out, right? So, like – Carson Hotzvar did it at IRP earlier this year, which is a short track, not as dangerous as Vegas. He should still be suspended, just like Bubba Wallace was. Right. You know, I think that needs to be, that is how we'll create consistency on the rule if we look at it that way instead of being like, well, it was a way more vicious crash because we were on a faster racetrack, you know. Um, But regarding super speedway racing, super speedway racing, you got to think that these guys know. Not to just do that. I mean that, that that you're talking about the the fastest speeds in stock car racing, uh, Daytona and Talladega, and most of the it's just a product of bump drafting, right? Like bump drafting creates those kind of wrecks where you can accidentally hook someone on the right rear. I think those are pretty obvious when those mistakes happen. But you no, know, I I think um, I just think there need there needs to be a rule against uh wrecking, wrecking somebody in the most dangerous fashion which is right rear hooking saliva because on a left turn oval that could be a fucking death sentence there needs to be a rule against that in particular
0: well, i think because we've see- seen it three times this year man that's a Let's lot in 2023 man i mean if they they've got to i i just think that in general like if if you are somewhere outside of the normal like lines of what qualifies you just doing your normal competition and you make a maneuver that is unrequired in competition to just, like, hit somebody and spear them, like, that's that's what kicks you out. Like, and I feel like that's that's already in place, you know? I feel like that's, that's already a thing where you'll get black flagged and whatnot. Now, we didn't have the opportunity, but who's to say, like, let's say that Bubba did that and his car didn't suffer any damage, but Kyle's did, and he kept going. Park him. Yeah, park I feel him. like he would be black flagged
1: not just a black flag, like parked, like you get called to the hauler and you got to pull no. it in. Like you can, I mean, I don't know what NASCAR would have done. I mean, I, I think your, your two options there, you black flag and you hold them on pit road for five laps or you park them. And for me, I, I would park them. Mm. And we've seen drivers get parked for, for things like that before, but yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's a tough situation. And I there's, really gotta be tough situation. there's gotta be a precedent
0: at all. I think that it it is you tried to take another driver out of this race because of your anger and your emotions and you fucking wrecked. And I mean, yeah, like fucking karma was fast because he got taken out and I have nothing against either of these two drivers. I'm just saying that what Bubba did, he didn't leave his emotions at the door is what happened. And he did, he wasn't fully composed when he made that. He should definitely, even if he would have stayed on the track, he should have had to pack it up and go fuck home. In any job would have done that, should have had done the same.
1: I wasn't this goes deeper than just what with what Bubba and Larson did. I'm talking about NASCAR's lack of consistency with these similar situations. A guy, our guy, uh, Seth Eggert, I think that's how you say his last name, but he's uh what is it?
0: And it's Seth Egert.
1: Egert, Egert, I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, he's a good rider for kicking the tires. Him and another guy. Um, I'm loading up Twitter right now. J at J Schuler, name's Justin. Justin made, yeah. All, these guys both do kicking the, kick the tires. Um, they they made an incredible chart, just highlighting the inconsistency of when drivers have wrecked other drivers, whether it's retaliation or uh, post race incidents. Just a, a massive data sheet dating back to like 2002 between trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. And it's remarkable to see NASCAR's lack of consistency with similar situations. And my big problem with all this is the right rear hook, right?
0: Right.
1: So I remember this 2020 Michael McDowell right hook Bubba Wallace at the Bristol All-Star Race crashed him out. It was a hard wreck. No penalty at all. None. No penalty at all. Uh, Ben Rhodes and Christian Eckes. In the truck series race, very similar to what Bubba did to Kyle Larson. Uh, ben Rhodes in the dog leg at a high speed racetrack, just like Vegas, just came down and fucking cleared Christian Eckes in the right rear and he spun hard into the outside wall and crashed. No penalty at all whatsoever. This is the kind of shit that I'm talking about. Like, this is a buildup over time that we've got to figure out we've got to suspend these guys. And that you wonder why it keeps happening because there's no consistency behind the rule. And if, for the most part, if you're going to find these guys money and take points from them in the era where points matter the least in the history of the sport, this shit's going to keep happening, right? right. It's going to keep happening if you don't suspend these guys. As you said earlier, like Bubba's got to sit out a race and that sucks. Like our time on this planet is very short and the average professional athlete Typically, doesn't last in their league for more than five years, right? Yep. So your time in the sport is limited. So that's a big deal to miss a race. That's a huge deal to, to miss out on your job, on your could passion, on what you've worked so hard for. So that's what we have to do to prevent that kind of shit from happening because that's inexcusable and it could kill somebody one day, straight up.
0: Even with all the safety. Uh, and you, you put them in like a uh, – you make them fight. You park them and make them fight.
1: It's not a bad idea. Like I said, I don't care about the pushing and shoving. That that's that's just that's just NASCAR to me. That that's what NASCAR's been Fine. Uh, for a long time, and I think that's an element. I think that's an element of just general competition, like general intense competition. You have pushing and shoving that happens. That's not just a NASCAR thing. Like I saw some people on Twitter talking about um, being upset that Vegas promoted it that way. You know, and I get that but I don't like the softness of people getting upset about the pushing and shoving. And I don't think it's the worst thing ever that the sport and networks capitalize on those moments. Like we've seen the Daniel Hemrick, Noah Gragson fight in promo ads multiple times. We've seen the Ty Gibbs, Sam Mayer uh, in promos. I don't like that's, that's natural competition, dude. That's just part of fucking testosterone raising and high, intense uh, high, high pressure situations in sports. So I don't have no problem with that kind of shit, but got to clean up the dirty side of, of, of crashing people intentionally.
0: And we'll get there. I do. I do firmly believe it. Like more and more things are happening. More and more people are talking and being outspoken than ever in this, this, uh, this generation of social media and the, uh, the, the access of the large communication that we have across, you know, the world. So, I think that uh, that, that NASCAR, or Twitter, even though they may feel like they don't play a big part in things, I think that they don't realize how much of a part they actually do play. Because if you get enough people talking about one thing and one opinion sticks out more than others, usually people will kind of take that into consideration. So it really is at the end of the day, it's kind of up to you know, people to be more outspoken on things. And if you can get enough people to come together on one general concept, it can change things and it can really go into effect. And I just, I want everybody that listens to this show to realize how true that that is that you just got to get enough people to be supporting one idea and push it and you'll see change. It's that simple.
1: Yeah. I just, I just hope that the tone has been set by our, because I mean our president and our uh, Steve O'Donnell and some of these executive guys are relatively new when it comes to the positions that they're in. I mean, five, six, seven years, you know, that's pretty new, right? right. So hopefully now this will set a tone. And I, I just I just hope they don't set it based upon like severity of the crash. Just needs to be about driver intent. And as I look at this chart more in depth, you know, a final note on this, every single one of these where somebody right rear hooked somebody I remember every single one of these incidents and all of them, all of them, to me were clearly intentional. Actually, I don't remember 2015, Brennan Poole and JJ
0: Yaley. But
1: now, there's every single other one of on this list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> <Yeah. you
0: know? laughs> I forgot Brennan Poole existed until just now. <laughs> shout yeah, out
1: Yeah, yeah. Brennan <laughs> Shout out to DC Solar, the biggest like Ponzi scam yeah. that ever made it in NASCAR. That was like his big sponsor. But no, like every single one of these was intentional, and I'll go look that one up as soon as this podcast ends, just so I can figure out for my own sake. But I feel like that's an obvious thing that could be cleaned up with the black and white rule, because um, it's it's the most dangerous act you can perform in NASCAR, and that's that's it. But that's um, truth. I will be in Miami. Miami's gonna be fucking awesome. I'm so excited. I just want to say that
0: that's gonna be really fun. Yeah, we'll uh we'll definitely. Be on the lookout for everything, y'all know to follow Dale at Dale Tenhart. He'll be doing all the uh the Miami shenanigans. All I can ask of you is to go find some skinny sunglasses like uh, Will Smith wore in the Miami music video, and um and just go full Will Smith Miami. Get you like a a, a one of those button down shirts that are get like-
1: a baggy like a baggy suit, real loose mm-hmm. suit like they always I- would wear in the nineties, early two thousands
0: yeah do do that go like i wish i could be there with you because i would probably do whatever it took to uh get a loan to rent a white ferrari so we could go full miami vice for the weekend yeah Yeah.
1: i was looking at stuff on like etsy actually earlier but i don't think any of it will like ship in time but I, i can probably find some cool stuff at like a thrift store down there by orlando or something It's
0: possible. It's possible. I got some cool stuff too. So I will not be at any more races this season unless somebody randomly is like, here's money to go to this race. So just letting you know that that goes for Dale and I both. Uh, if you, so if, if anyone listening to this wants us to go to Martinsville or Phoenix, just start raising money now and then send it to us and we'll go like, I, I promise you we'll go. Uh, other than that, I'm going to be here at uh, at the International Chase Station, uh, doing some uh, some some race streams, and uh, and and getting ready for uh for figuring out what this off season is going to look like, and uh, continuing riding this wave out of the uh, 2022 NASCAR season. So, going to be fun. Don't
1: forget, Dale Center is going to be back Thursday night. Formula One is back. We got a stacked weekend of racing. Spurs Ted Lasso, who cleared Weird. 14 and a half units on Formula One. I guess that was two or three weeks ago. He's we'll be back 29. on the show. I really and
0: like He's such I mean, a he pot.
1: nailed. He <laughs> nailed. Dude, you got to go watch it. He, no, he had the shades it on.
0: Yeah. Bro,
1: he, he nailed all these crazy plus odds picks. He nailed all three of
0: them. I've got he, to go he, go
1: I think he cleared 14 units. So he'll be back on Thursday night. We got trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. I cannot fucking wait. And then you get BWB, right? Yeah, BWB, BWB Friday is
0: coming on Friday. So we have we'll have a, a special interview again with retired NASCAR driver Kip Richards. Drove for Team Pangus uh, in the early 2000s, um, quite famously in the the number one hundred car. If you don't remember, so uh, yeah, check that. out. He actually sent me a video today. And uh, wanted me to post it because he doesn't use social media. He's uh his kid has a uh, a mush team. like they they do like uh, the uh, the dog racing in Alaska. So they have a team, so they've been doing a lot of that. Uh, so it's gonna be really cool to hear from him. Like everybody hated him in the early 2000s because of his on and off track antics. So I figured it would be fitting to have him on the show to talk about you know, how this incident went down. So that'll be Friday. Uh, don't, don't miss, you know, make, make sure to not miss that and check out the video. It's at garage guy, chase on all my socials. Uh, so he, he's on there talking about it, just a kind of a character, but I'm pretty sure everyone still hates him. Like, you know, he raced with, with Tony Stewart, uh, you know, Jeremy Mayfield, Dale Jr. All those. So I know I'd love to just kind of get some, uh, some, some opinions about him from those guys now today. Uh, and but we're gonna find out if he changed any, and um, and then yeah, we'll have our our normal shenanigans, the uh, report, and then also giving away the Chase Elliott uh hero cards on the show this week too. So I'll be picking the winners for that. So yeah, other than that, um, it's gonna be a great weekend, and I'm excited for it, and I'm excited you're getting to go to Miami, and uh, we hope Red Dog rips top. Oh yeah i um i kind of
1: hate odds i gotta say yeah i it's it's tough for me to look and not bet on them i just want to put the fucking house on i want to put like 200 bucks on but uh cup cup racing is not a sport we'll see if that changes this weekend but yeah i'm just really fucking excited man i'm pumped i'll be right back on the road long ass drive basically will be a drive from vegas to miami or like Mississippi to Vegas, Vegas back to Mississippi, then to Miami and back.
0: We need to get a fucking Tesla so they can drive itself. At this point, I swear. Yeah, you're I, not, I
1: couldn't do it, man. Control freak. I don't. I don't like letting anybody else.
0: Go get your pilot uh, license so that we can fly a plane. That's that. that I that? would
1: consider that. Yeah, I would you can try that. Plane. I can fly no, my own plane. Yeah. yeah, let me draw a plane. Yeah, yeah. We'll be. we right.
0: We're gonna get but, somebody get Dale uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator so that we can start making content with that. That would be great. That yes, yes, that's happening. I that, can you know, that actually I, teach you how to fly? Like, yes, that's up? what everybody has to learn on. I have I have a buddies of mine really my pilots. Yeah, I've got a friend of mine that's a pilot here at the uh, the Bogalusa Airport, and he can
1: sometimes fly. I like. Sometimes I like watching a PFD commenter uh, from Barstool play the simulator. It's pretty fucking hilarious. I don't know if you've seen those, but he has some pretty funny videos.
0: Yeah, he's actually, he's uh, my buddy that fly. He actually has a, him and his dad have a private plane and they fly. And that's what he was telling me is that he got the majority of his training from Microsoft Flight Simulator. That's amazing. Yep, and took Love his, that. his exams and shit. did, did his Maybe
1: one day. Maybe one day. We shall see. But. Yeah, this. I love Hooters. I I I just want to say, for the eight thousandth time, I love Hooters so much. Thank, thank you, everybody, Hooters, who's made it, made the three races that have been uh, Bristol, Gateway, and uh, Las Vegas, a blast. I appreciate the Hooters family so much, and as you said, can't wait, can't wait for the future.
0: Hooters, love you. All right, Garage Fam, listen to this. Love you. That's it. Dale's going to Miami. I will be in the digital space at the International Chase Station. And you know to hit us up in the Discord that is free. Follow us on all social media at Dale Tanhart, at GarageGuyChase, at GarageGuysFS, and tell us whatever the fuck you want to. This has been a show. Talk to you later. Goodbye.